know, it's a pretty good challenge right now trying to get trying to get a handle on the economy. We thought we had it figured out, and all of a sudden this Delta variant, you know, throws us a curve. The Fed chair the other day speaking to a group said the pandemic's still casting a shadow on economic activity. And suddenly New Zealand, which was sort of on the leading edge of coming out of the pandemic, has shut things down. They were set to be the first country to raise interest rates because they'd conquered it. Now they've put that on hold. Robert Kaplan's president and CEO of the Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas and has sort of been on the leading edge of the faction to raise interest rates sooner than later. And he joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Good to talk to you, sir. So the last time we spoke, we were, you know, looking at that dot plot, you were way over, you know, on the more aggressive side. Everybody's come to your side, it looks like. And now the consensus has been that, you know, we start tapering sooner than later and maybe raise interest rates sooner than later. Uh, still look that way? Yeah, so let me let me emphasize something that I've said repeatedly. I am divorcing in my thinking what we do on asset purchases and what we do on the Fed funds rate. Uh, the Fed funds rate, uh, my dot plot in June said we would first raise rates in 2022, and I don't see anything to change that. Having said that, I'm not making that decision today or even recommending it. I'll make that decision next year. The near-term decision is what to do with asset purchases. And I've also made the point that if we start tapering sooner rather than later, I actually think we might be able to be more patient on the Fed funds rate down the road. Because I'm worried that these asset purchases, they're well designed to stimulate demand not very well designed to deal with supply issues and i don't think they're being very helpful right now and i think we will we would be we'll be better off if we start weaning off them so you're doing something the market has not been able to do which is divorce the two issues tapering uh, seems to be the setup for raising interest rates right. sooner than later um what about your colleagues? Uh, do you think that's the, the, the consensus still, that, that the, the, the rates themselves don't go up until 22? The reality is there are two different processes for making a decision on tapering and making a decision on the Fed funds rate. We, we don't make decisions on interest rates a year or six months in advance. I have a hard enough time making the decision leading into the meeting. So that's just the reality of the process. And so a lot of people assume that if you adjust asset purchases sooner, it means you're going to raise rates sooner. I do not make that assumption. I will make that decision down the road. I'm making a judgment about what the efficacy of these purchases is. And I'm questioning that. And I think they're having unintended side effects. And I think we'll be healthier to start weaning off them. So let me ask you about this phenomenon that's going on right now. This this Delta variant seems to be going faster than anybody thought. I mean, in the U.S., but also around the world. We were mentioning New Zealand. Admittedly, they may be erring on the cautious side, but they're not right. going to raise interest rates. The retail sales that we've seen seem to show a slowdown on the part right. of individuals out there buying. Uh, is that is that the key to watch now? Here's, here's what we're seeing as it relates to the Delta variant. Um, I think when we look back in hindsight, we'll see that the Delta variant had some effect on GDP, but not substantial. And why do I say that? It means people will fly less. 
they will do other things less, but it doesn't mean they won't spend. They'll shift their spending. Okay. That that's and so I think while you're seeing retail sales uh, weaker, it's from a very high base. And so I, I, our own view is the impact of the Delta variant may not be that material on GDP growth. It may have a material effect though on matching workers with open jobs, meaning f- fear of infection. You've heard me say this before. We've had three million retirements. We have a million and a half people who've left the workforce to be caregivers in addition. Right. And there's a fear of infection it, very legitimately. And so it may mean it will take longer to let the unemployment rate drift down to where we thought it would have drifted down to by the end of the year. It may slow the matching process. It may actually make the price pressures and supply demand imbalances in the short run worse because it's harder to hire workers and it may be harder to solve these supply issues. Yeah, yeah, it would seem like this might be particularly hard on your district because this district is expanding. You have a lot of in-migration. We've seen lots of announcements of even manufacturing expanding. But if you can't find the people, you're not going to have the growth. So just to give you an indicator, I just looked at, we do these high frequency, we look at this high frequency data on mobility engagement. And uh, it's been a really pretty interesting. Mobility engagement hasn't improved in the last three weeks, but hadn't deteriorated very much either. In other words, people are still as mobile and engaged and credit card spending about at the same level they were. If it weren't for the Delta variant, we would have seen, we think we would have seen improvement. So that's on the demand side. On the worker side, to your point, yeah, I think this, it's a big issue. Businesses are curtailing operations. Uh, they're curtailing store hours. They're containing, curtailing manufacturing runs because they can't find either materials or workers. And I think this will make it worse. This great story about Rivion maybe moving into West Fort Worth, uh, you know, a, you know, an enormous shot in the arm for that area and really for the whole region. But again, if, if you're going to hire 5,000 people and you can't find them, you're going to rethink that. Well, it's a problem nationwide, not just in Texas. If anything, you know, Texas has got good population growth, some of it due to migration. Um, and the trick here is, which, which is worrying us right now, worries me, uh, high school graduation rates have fallen off. Skills training enrollment has kind of stalled out. And that does, we're going to have to get students caught up. We're going to have to uh, get these students back in school to get their high school diploma at least. And we need to beef up skills training uh, because we're going to have supply issues if we don't do that. The, uh, the area in particular, do you, do you ever fear that we're becoming less affordable? I mean, we've had this great expansion in your yard. Yeah. I mean, housing, wages, everything. I, we're not as attractive as we were, are we? We are, we are relatively speaking, we're more affordable in a number of places that people are moving here from, but not the gap is narrowed. Uh, the other thing I worry about is in low, moderate income communities. Okay, we're doing a lot of these aggressive monetary policy actions to help low, moderate income communities get fully employed. And what I'm hearing more and more from those communities is they're reminding me that our mandate and inclusive prosperity is not just jobs, it's also price stability. And these price increases 
rents, gasoline, car, used cars is taking a bigger share of wallet for them. And they're having, I'm hearing more and more, having more and more discussions about those communities having a hard time making ends meet. You know, the phenomenon that we saw a year and a half ago, one of the amazing figures that I saw were these monthly figures of the savings rate. It was just astronomical. You know, people couldn't go anywhere. They weren't driving. They weren't going out to eat. They weren't spending like they did. And the savings rate really climbed. I know, I mean, that was a black swan. And I know the second time around, it's never the same. But as we go back into this, and, and we are seeing a slowdown, do you see that picking up as the savings rate? Because that's going to that's gonna curtail economic activity. It, it would, but but also let's step way back. Uh, if you look at what's gone on in the UK, we look at what's gone on in India, which were early in this Delta variant peaking. There will be a point at which, it, and I mean, different estimates could be as early as early September. You're going to start to see cases start to roll over and the rate of infection we think is likely is going to start to wane. And so uh, this is a surge. It's very serious. Hospitals are being overwhelmed, but it's, uh, it, it's, it, it's, it's the kind of thing that may look different in a month or six weeks. Um, and so you also got to keep that in mind. So what will, what will uh, consumers do? Yeah, they may on the margins, uh, uh, save more, but but I still will tell you, I'm not sure this is going to have a material impact on negative impact on demand. That's not obvious to me yet, are, despite are, the retail sales number. I, I wouldn't. It's not a foregone conclusion to me. And yet, you talk to all point. your bankers, you know, on a regular basis. They still seeing a lot of loan demand. Uh, well, that that's another matter. Uh, <laughs> companies are flush, uh, and uh, you know that's a different issue. So they don't need the money. Well, uh, it depends on big companies versus small companies, but but you may have seen corporate cash is at at just all time high. Uh, People, if you have access to the capital markets, you've extended out, you've refinanced. There's a record amount of merger activity. So there's no question that's creating uh, transaction volume and loan demand. But uh, again, I think what we're learning through this pandemic over 18 months is it's affected demand differently than we would have predicted. In other words, if one company comes out, an airline, and says, our business is weaker, don't we we tend to think, oh, means GDP growth is going to be weird. Not necessarily. It may mean a shift to other things. And uh, we're still hearing across the board, you go in to try to buy X, and there just isn't, you just can't find the inventory, can't yeah. find the goods. Yeah. So that may be affecting retail sales. Absolutely. Yeah. In, in fact, we, we saw auto sales slip off, you know, earlier, earlier this week. And, and it was not because of demand. I think it was because nobody could buy them. Uh, interesting times. And it's never quite the same thing. Um, and no. we're learning quickly, I guess. Fed, uh, the Dallas Federal Reserve CEO and President Robert Kaplan, our guest today. We thank you for the time, sir. Thank you. Good to talk to you, David. Thanks a lot for more of our conversation with Mr. Kaplan. Go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.